Welcome to Canada's Property Management Podcast, your number one resource for investing, managing, and maximizing the value of your real estate assets. And now, here's your hosts, Carla Brown and Adrian Schultz, Canada's rental property experts. Uh, in today's episode, we're talking about Canada, the land of opportunity. And before we start, Carla, I want to share a little story. You know it partially. But I moved to Canada in 1992, and I was nine years old. My mother married a Canadian soldier, so I spent my teenage and young adult years, of course, here in Canada, where I remain. But upon school completion, I actually considered moving back to Germany. And I went home one summer to visit my family and told everyone, hey, I think I want to move back home, what I thought was home. And Every single family member said to me, why would you move away from a land that has so much opportunity? They, they said this in German, right? And I came back and, and I very quickly you know, found an entrepreneurial path. But the bottom line is, I don't think there's another country like Canada where the world truly is your oyster. And I think you've got some, some thoughts on that today as well. Yeah, yeah. Um- I heard an interesting stat the other day that we could double in size of population in Canada and still have space. And there is companies in the US, you and I have run into them on a technical side that actually don't want to move into Canada because our population, they don't think is big enough to sustain them having that kind of growth. So in Canada, we have all of this opportunity to grow we have all this opportunity to bring people in, whether it be from Germany. Uh, we see lots of people coming in right now, obviously from Ukraine and all other countries. And we need places to house them, right? Like you and I are in this real estate industry together and we need places to put them. So we've got a housing shortage in Canada. A lot of people might disagree with me. It is both from an affordability standpoint, but it is primarily from a housing shortage because it is an all income brackets where we actually need housing. It is not just in lower income, it is mid and it is in high as well. And we have the ability to try to solve this, but we run into hangups. And the biggest hangup that I hear is we get into all of these governmental administrative issues where one area says this and the other area says that. And I think that small investors, they get discouraged and they back out. So then they're, they're buying a house for resale, which in my opinion, isn't always the best rental. Because if you can build for the purpose of rental, you're building a platform or a house that's probably going to give a better tenant experience uh, in the end or could. Yeah, the actual layouts, etc. right? There's a way to build an ideal rental home for a small and growing family. Yeah. So you can look at, you know, positioning, taking a lot, you know, I'll even just take here in Saskatoon right now where you can't build a duplex, triplex, or fourplex, pretty much anywhere. You can go into some of the area, newer areas and build a high rise of some sort, but we can't do some like that gentle densification where I think could make a really huge impact in different income brackets where you can take a piece of land and now just build a fourplex on it, which from an investor standpoint, it's like if I can get four rents instead of one on that piece of property, like how are you feeling about that? Adrian, I mean, well, that's, that's what I want as an investor, right? But then you can soundproof the floors, you can build walls that there's not soundproofing, you can put bedrooms in places where you know, that's going to be quiet based on where they are above the other units. 
There's things that you can do to improve the tenant experience. So then you become way more attractive in this space, but it's not easy to do. And we've got to make some changes there. Well, I think zoning is our first problem, yes. right? You've got all of these municipal zoning issues. And I think some provinces are more forward thinking and others are staying behind. And the and, and the thing is, is, is it takes time to build housing. So we can't wait another one, three, five years to come up with zoning solutions because the land still has to be developed and services have to be put in place before you can build the property, right? So we have time is not on our side. No. And, you know, take some of the bigger builds, you're looking six years before those are actually able to be uh, rented out and moved into. And that's, that's not acceptable at all with everything they have to go through. So just before we got on the call, and I don't like to date our podcast, but the province of Ontario just made a really bold move yesterday. And they said, okay, municipalities in Ontario, you can have whatever policy you want. But our goal is to increase the number of housing for the people in Ontario. And we're going to do that by such and such a date. And in order to do that, we are going to overrule some of your municipality policies in order to get those builds done. So I don't know how it's going to be executed. I don't know how it's going to be monitored. But I was like cheering last night when I saw that on my LinkedIn feed. And it was like, yes, that's what more provinces need to do is they need to open up their eyes and realize that the municipalities are probably stopping what's most important, and that's putting a roof over Canadians' heads. Yeah, and, and without getting political, I think the one statement that can be made about the action that the Premier of Ontario took is, it's leadership, right? It's recognizing that there is a problem, and you can't rely on lots of indecisive people to try to figure it out and wait and have endless committees and research papers and policy papers you need to make a decision and move forward to solve a problem. And I think the Premier in Ontario did that. And I, I would hope that other jurisdictions will follow that same path because it's the beginning of the solution, right? Versus overtly thinking it. I mean, sometimes when you listen to some of the bureaucrats about all the reasons of why the zoning restrictions about infill housing, I, I think, would be the most common, right? Right? You've got a lot that could easily be a duplex, right? Or you've got a lot that could easily be a three or a fourplex, as you mentioned. And endless, endless reasons cited of why it can't be rezoned, whilst there's people that can't find a home for their needs, right? And I mean, at the end of the day, I think the one thing that we can all agree on when you come to Canada should be that you need a roof over your head. Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. And the, as an investor, it has to make sense, right? Uh, investors shouldn't be the ones that are losing in order to put people into homes. So if you can take the land value and the build cost and the rent cost and make all of that work, then it will. Where we have the ability to, to win on the land side is in a lot of those areas where infills would make sense, right? So I don't know, should we send this podcast to all of the government officials across Canada and say, hey, like we want to be part of the solution, but we've got a well, problem. I think there's an opportunity for rental property owners, for prospective investors, for prospective homeowners, for property managers and asset managers to engage in conversations with their local politicians to push forward a true housing initiative. And I don't mean a housing initiative in the sense of just another government announcement. 
I mean, we've got civic or general municipal, provincial, and federal levels of government that actually need to come up with a solution. And heck, if it takes a premier of Ontario to lead the way, then so be it. The one thing I would note is prior, and, and again, not which party, but, but prior to that premier's role in politics, he was an entrepreneur or a business person. Right. Point. And, yeah. and I think, yeah, again, politics aside, I think the bottom line is you've got somebody who in business, when you have a problem, you have to find a solution because you have to make payroll. Right. Or you, you've got a profit margin, that a reasonable amount of profit margin you have to achieve. So I think that in that situation, uh, people who have spent endless time in bureaucracy or lifetime politicians and may not have the solution. And I would argue that property investors, property managers, and people that are wanting to buy a home are in a much better position to push their politicians for a real housing solution. Agreed. The other point of that is that there have been great initiatives, and we can't lose sight of that. CMHC has put in some fantastic initiatives to help spur investment buyers and those that are renovating investment properties. And there's lots that you can take advantage of, but the hangup still lies on whether or not you can actually get that done at a local level, right? So it's a great discussion to have. You need to reach out to, I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to get involved in politics. It's just having a conversation so they know the viewpoint and making sure that housing and how we get to that end housing, how we get that house built is something that they're aware of is, is a problem. And like you said, it really is just about solving them, right? Yeah. Ironically, in Manitoba, it's municipal elections. So I just voted before having this conversation. And I'm reminded by how many local politicians all across the country do have community forums or coffee with your local politician. Some politicians have a simple format like meeting at the local Tim Hortons or Starbucks and having a conversation. And you know what? Some of these over coffee conversations is where solutions can start. And the more people that are advocating for a solution, advocating for opportunity, right, the better chances we all have of coming up with a with a housing initiative plan for Canada that will allow people to exercise their right of having a roof over their head. Yeah. We can't expect them to know everything. They can't. We can't expect them to read our minds. They're human. They have a lot of things coming at them. But let your voice be heard. Have the conversation. They want to hear it. And I think that's what's happened in Ontario. To your point about municipal elections, Ontario just had a municipal election on Monday, and there were, were some housing platforms by some of the, the candidates. And I think that all got squashed with the announcement yesterday. So it was you know, funny, but not funny. I mean, you're overruling isn't maybe the, the way to, to handle things. But the premier said, hey, enough is enough. We've got to solve the problem. This is what we're doing. So I, I think they've made a great move. So I hope other provinces follow suit. If, if podcasting doesn't work out, I think we could start a radio talk show. Now that's real property management. Thanks for listening to Canada's Property Management Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe and give us a rating, which will help us reach more listeners. Until next time, connect with us on social media and online at realpm.ca. Today's episode is brought to you by Century 21 Canada, the gold standard in real estate. Explore listings, find an agent, and get advice at www.c21.ca.